Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. We, we were in Bethel uh, last week and back last Saturday, and then we're mm-hmm. uh, doing something locally. Uh, semi-locally here on yes, Sunday. Yes, hey, Rachel. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the week in Bethel was just incredible. I, I would say that <clears throat> the vulnerability and yet the commitment to on earth as it is in heaven uh, was pretty astounding. Um, and just watching everything that, that God's doing in that community and mm-hmm. in our in our spiritual family, just watching everything that God's doing and preparing even for the future is just mm-hmm. so deeply, deeply encouraging. Um, in the midst of loss, in the midst mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, losing Benny. Yeah. Um, but it was just so good to be there because mm-hmm. there's such an anticipation of God doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we we were told what, two years ago, maybe two years ago, that you have three years to get ready. You know, you have three years to get ready for what two, God, was two it two years? years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have two years to get ready. Is yeah, that what it was? We were told last year mm-hmm. that you have two. By a prophet. Yeah. By a prophet that we trust that you have two years mm-hmm. to get ready for what God's going to do. And of course, we believe it's going to happen. And we're going to, we believe it's going to happen in California because as California goes, so does the rest of the country. So, um, and certainly some of the things that God brought us here for mm-hmm. is the expectation, even that it's not just California, it's, it's Southern California, not just Southern California, but San Diego, which is, um, long, you know, I, I, I think of the, that, that as we're coming in, even to the Christmas season, well, at least in Costco, we're coming into the Christmas season. Um, that starts that, in September. That is true. <laughs> um, you know, come the long awaited savior you know it is this long awaited thing i think for san diego and for many of us that there's a um that there's an expectation of something happening and certainly you know i i would say that's evidenced by what's happening in the spirit realm that there is an expectation of god doing something you know Mm -hmm. um god actually you know, I, we have we have spoken about it. You know that he is the he is the God of the breaking through. That he's not mm-hmm. just the God of breakthrough. He is the God of breaking through, mm-hmm. and and there there is a growing sense. You know, there is a growing sense of like, oh, oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, you don't want to do what it is you're called to do. And well, that's adorable, <laughs> um, but you're going to do it. You know, there is that sort of growing sense of discomfort among, you know people, let's just say people, <laughs> that growing sense of discomfort, you know, like even Chris Vallon was sharing it, yes. sharing it like, you know, hey, you know what, I'd rather get off the bus right here. Yes. Uh, yes. Because this is really hard. And, you know, like, you know, you, as, as I as I said on, on Facebook, like easy was never the promise. Like it was just never the promise. And yet somehow we've made it to be this easy thing. And maybe some of us who you know, are intrigued by the health and wealth message, think that that means hmm. it's easy, but it's not easy. It's just the resources that you need to do. You know, you need to be healthy and wealthy to do the things that God has called you to do. Yes. Um, so they're just a means to an end. It's not like the end in and of themselves. So, 
So yeah, I, I, I think there's just a growing sense of harvest. And, um, you know, f- for me, it's even then praying that, that the Lord of the harvest would like stir up the laborers. Mm-hmm. Like just even send the laborers. So if, if any no. of you, yeah, please don't stare us up. <laughs> so if any of you are experiencing that kind of like, hey, I want to get off the boat here, just going to jump off the bus and whatever transportation vehicle, um, like suits you. I, we're I, going fishing. I, I, yeah, like Peter, right? Yes, it's like yes. I'm just going to go fishing. This was lovely. This was lovely. This has been amazing up to now, yes, but been so I good. prefer not to but be I'm vulnerable done. anymore. <laughs> yeah. I prefer not to like. I feel that once, and I'm done. Yes. I'm done. What Jesus um, died? It didn't really. It didn't. That's right. That's right. But we believed in him, what and then happened? he died, and then he came back to life. I'm so confused right now. I'm going fishing, and yeah. I just think we're in this season of like great expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great expectations. Dickens himself. These great expectations um, that don't. I, I would be so bold that this time these great expectations do not lead to disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, that these great expectations are uh, God preparing us for something incredible and something really difficult. And by difficult, I'm not talking about tribulation. Good Lord, no. no. I'm talking about like putting to death things that you need to put to death to, but mm-hmm. you know, hitting, hitting the right people. Hitting the the people that Jesus tells you to hit, right? Jesus tells you to hit people and bringing division to the people that God, that Jesus tells us to bring division to. I know we don't, we don't like this stuff because we're brought up in a wishy-washy. Who are the, who's that? Oh, I I will clear, I will, I will absolutely clarify that. I will absolutely clarify that. I'm just quoting the Bible. I'm just quoting the Bible for all it's worth. What, what, what we're in, we're we're in the middle of renegotiating what mm. love looks like. Like we're we're in the middle. We have been in the middle mm. of like what what love looks like. And I I do. I think we all believe that there's going to be an influx of people coming to the church, coming to Jesus, but also coming into church the same way the Jesus movement did, and actually. We need to know what love looks like. Mm-hmm. And love, sometimes love looks like cutting the head of a giant and showing it to your people. Woo. Like that's sometimes what love looks like. <laughs> killing so, the some, bears. Sometimes love looks like killing lions and bears. It, it doesn't look like this wishy-washy, everything's okay. And we're just going to be, I mean, if, for, for, it's wimpy love. I can't, I am <laughs> done with wimpy everything. Honestly, I realize that. I realized realized that masculinity (laughs) is taking a bit of a hit. I'm sorry. I'm nearly 60. Um, I'm not from the, the, I'm not a boomer, just to be clear. So I'm not like that boomer. I'm not going to talk about my feelings or anything like that. But honestly, I'm kind of like done with this wimpy version of Christianity. Like there's, there's something about men of violence taking this by force. There's something about this. I'm obviously not a pacifist the way you, the way, you, but but let me read. I'm, I've got I've got my Bible, got my Bible right Bible. here, uh, and this this is what this is what Jesus himself <laughs> says. Now large crowds were accompanying Jesus, and turning to them, he said, "If anyone comes to me and does not hate 
his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Boom. <laughs> right? You know, there's 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 all this. I, I know it's I know who you do, okay? Jesus. Help me not be heretical, Jesus. <laughs> Here, here's, here's, I, I know we're in this sort of like thing. Revival looks like family. The problem is Jesus says that compared to me, mm. it needs to look like hitting your family. Compared to your devotion for me and your love for me, it needs to look like you hit your family. And that's the softest way of interpreting that is that in comparison to your devotion to Jesus, mm. it looks like you hit your family. Yeah, but Jesus says, doesn't even say it. But maybe he, maybe he, you know, maybe that's um, you know hinted at. But if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Like it's that straightforward yeah. that this has to be Jesus first. This has to be a devotion to Jesus first. And in comparison, it looks like hate for everybody else. Like the, this the, ah, church, <laughs> church. <laughs> I, I'm I'm done with the wimpy. Like honestly, I'm done with so many wimpy. I realize this You're is a done. little bit of You're a rant. <laughs> I realize this is a little bit of a rant. I am so done with wimpy worship. John oh, Wimber really said. Didn't. John Wimber said like 25 years ago, no more wimpy worship. No more wimpy worship. And, and unfortunately, I think a lot of a lot of worship songwriters lost didn't get that memo. You know, I, like I, I look, I look at a church, and I look at a church, and you know, the churches we go to and go to visit, and you know, I, I think it's time for men to be men and lead their families, lead the community. <laughs> exactly, Mary. <laughs> like lead, lead their families, lead their community, and I don't mean toxic leading. Your like, if you're in a toxic relationship with a man in your life, get out of it as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the strong men that know how to love, and know how to protect, mm -hmm. and know how to push. And know how to hold accountable, and aren't going online, sneaking around suspicious websites. I'm done with it. <laughs> yes. Not me personally. I don't <laughs> do that, but I'm done with men. I'm done with men being emasculated through like pornography. Come on. That that they're actually not being real men. I'm done. Like I I can't stand it. I just can't stand. Oh, I can't stop. How about you just stop? <laughs> Like how about you? How about you love Jesus more than anything else in the world? Yes. How about you actually put Jesus first and foremost, right? How, how, what what if we did this? What if we had that sort of devotion to Jesus, mm. and we're not prepared to let anything get in the way of our devotion to Jesus? Mm. And then you get you know, dear me, don't start me. I am definitely you're you're definitely on a. A road tonight. Well, you don't want to get legalistic and force people, <laughs> you know, you don't want to get all legalistic and then force people to have daily quiet times and times of Jesus <laughs> that might be unproductive and all that. Yes, I do. Oh. Just to be honest, I absolutely do. I want to restore people's notion of discipline and duty. Those are not bad words. They're actually a, a, an honor to be able to do these things and, and contend for what you're supposed to be contending for instead of yeah let, let this is what again this this is jesus the previous scripture for those that wanted to look it up is luke 14 and 25 just in case you don't believe me this one is also <laughs> from dr luke and this one is dr luke uh 12 
and Dr. Luke 12 and 49. I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism to undergo and how distressed I am until it's finished. Do you think I've come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For, for from now on, there will be five in one household divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Like the, this, this is actually the priority of relationships in the kingdom. It's not all about like, well, God's restoring families right now. It's not all about that. It's like we have to seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to us. It's making sure that we are known for the main and the plain of the kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Mm. It's not about politics. It's not about Congress. It's not about the president. It's about the kingdom. And the minute we remove it one step from the kingdom, we've lost the plot. We've absolutely lost the plot. This is about Jesus, not how Jesus makes me feel, not how Jesus actually does, you know, all these things for me. This is about yes. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. This is about him who promised. This is about the faithful and true, right? This is about he, he, him who is faithful and true, who's been given another name that none of us even know. Like, this is about Jesus. Can we keep Jesus the most central piece of our faith walk? Yes. Instead of... Other things. All the... Seriously, I, I want to yeah. I I I reiterate, sometimes love looks like cutting the heads of giants and letting everybody see the blood dripping down your arm as you're holding it up to everybody. Like it is this picture of a worshiper, Jesus, or sorry, David, the man with the heart after God, this worshiper, this guy who's playing the harp or whatever he played, and, you know, demons fleed from Saul. No wonder they flee from Saul because he was a man of, he was a fierce, fierce warrior. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> No more wimpy stuff. I'm done with it. I'm done with it, man. Like, I, it's funny. We used, to, we used to go to church, and the pastor of the church, you know, when, on Mother's Day, he used to say, hey, it's Mother's Day today. Man, step up. <laughs> and then on Father's Day, it's like, hey, happy Father's Day. Now, man, step up. And I, I used to joke at it. It was always, always the man. Had to do something, you know. But I think the danger of society, one of the danger, listen, the danger in society at the minute is we're fighting a war that can't be fought through argument. Mm. We're trying to argue our way out of a place where there is a vast majority, vast majority, I don't know if that's true, but I think it's true. The majority of people are not getting their ethics and morals from a superior force. They're getting it from society at large. That's kind of what we're doing. And we're trying to maintain our ethics, morals, and all that from Yahweh. And we're not going to argue people out of it. What we're going to have to do is demonstrate it. We're going to have to demonstrate the goodness of God. We're going to have to be the ones that demonstrate the goodness of God. We're going to have to be vessels for the goodness of God, for the demonstration and the you know, the, 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 whole, the whole thing about kerygma, the word kerygma, the proclamation, uh, the preaching of the gospel, there, there's two bits of that word kerygma. It's the proclamation and the demonstration of the good news. And good news, as you know, gospel, as you know, 
is a secular term that simply means victory. So we have to be we have to be mm-hmm. vessels for the proclamation and the demonstration of victory in Jesus, not of like lying beneath every temptation and mm-hmm. all of that. Bet you're glad you asked. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> I I mean I think it's right on. I think you know, restoration and Jesus coming um, to bring restoration to a broken and hurting world, to restore us to the Father, to restore us to himself, and that we would be people who walk in signs and wonders. And I think we have, um, you know, not always compromised morally or, you know, most of us try and live before God in a holy and a pure way. But I think, um, you know, we just not embracing the fullness of the gospel, which Mm -hmm. is signs and wonders, you know. Um, And, you know, I think we've learned to live it a different way. And, And I think God is calling the church back into a place where, we can no longer do that, uh, that it, we can't, it can't just be theoretical. It has to be um, like that. That was the thing in testimonies we heard uh, at Bethel uh, was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Jesus was showing up. People were being apprehended by the, the presence and spirit of God. They were being apprehended like testimonies we've heard where they have they were <laughs> being shaken literally for like days on end under the presence of God and not being able to function, having to get help to function because uh, God decided I'm gonna overshadow you. Mm. And like what you know, like these are some of the school, the Bethel school students and Jesus walking into the elementary school and the kids seeing him and all the children interacting with Jesus. Um, And it, I mean, it it was so amazing. Uh, Like all the second graders interacting with Jesus, like getting wrecked, crying, talking to him. And he physically walked in the room. Mm. Um, I mean, it was, this, this was testimonies and a testimony of a, you know, Muslim guy uh, who had been tortured by the Taliban. So, so this this Muslim guy yeah. had met. He he had been visited by the man in white yes. in the dream. So there, there's this whole thing within the Muslim community it where imams are actually preaching. Yeah, you know, are teaching their people not to trust the man in white if he comes to them in their dream. Yes, this so, was last week. We heard yeah. this. These the testimonies were last week. So, so this Muslim guy, you know, got saved because Jesus visited him? Yeah, he visited him physically. Yeah. And then he was on a bus surrounded by the But ta- he, he would meet with Jesus every, every Wednesday. Jesus would show up in his in his house every Wednesday. Now this guy was being had been tortured, had gone through terrible things, and he got on a bus and he was surrounded by Taliban and Jesus walked on the bus, got on the bus, fit, Jesus got on the bus and he said to Jesus, I can't talk to you. You know, I'm sorry. And Jesus said, well, have a look around the bus. He looks around the bus. The whole bus is sleeping, sleeping. 
And so he says, so like, I can have a conversation. So with I you. guess I can talk with yeah. you. Because it was Wednesday and they sang <laughs> out. And These what... people, like, this is what's happening. Um, things on a global, but things on a local level are happening. We're hearing of people getting healed, saved, delivered. And this is like a few weeks ago. This isn't like 20 years ago. Um, yeah, these are two weeks ago. And um, it, it's um, it's amazing what's, what what is happening. Yeah, I mean, the principal, <clears throat> the principal of the school was sitting in the meeting with him and said, hey, two days ago, Jesus came into the room. Yeah, this was the All principal telling. Came to visit the second graders, and uh, the only person that couldn't see it Jesus. was the teacher. I mean, they're all out. The only person that couldn't see Jesus was the teacher, and all the kids are running up to him. And, yes, you know, talking. Oh, just incredible. Interacting with This them. is the kingdom, people. This is the yes. kingdom. This is what people are hungry for, and they're not yes. hungry. Honestly, they're not hungry yeah. for your political opinion. It's like Nebuchadnezzar saying to, to Daniel and the rest of the wizards and sorcerers that he had under his dominion. Um, his thing was like, I'm fed up with your opinion. I am done with your opinion. I do not need your opinion. Opinions are, well, opinions are smelly. Let's just go with that. Um, they're stinking. Your opinions are stinking and everybody has one. So they're like, no, they smell and everybody has one. So, uh, so he, he said like, if all you're going to give me is your opinion, then I don't want, I'm going to kill all of you. Tell me my dream. Don't tell me what my dream means. Don't tell me your opinions. Tell me my dream. And I think it's this like yeah. pressing in at the moment to try and tell the dreams of kings and all of that kind of stuff. I think I think we're mm -hmm. we're we both listen. I don't know if you know it. I don't know if you know it, but I would guarantee like comment if this is you. But I guarantee that that a lot of us are feeling stretched beyond capacity right now that we're feeling stretched so much so that we just want to get off the bus, yeah. right? Like Scott Underwood in the Vineyard, <laughs> Scott Underwood in the Vineyards had this old worship song, which again, I don't really understand, which was stop the bus. Yes. Or jump on the bus. Was it hop jump, on the bus? Hop, or hop on, on the bus. Hop, off hop the on bus. the bus. There's a lot of people want to hop off the like, bus. We're right going to write a song, hop off the and, bus. <laughs> because we have never learned to lift up our crosses. We haven't learned to, to lift up our crosses to the right things. You know, this, mm. this first scripture that I read from Luke 14, you know, if you're, if you don't hate your own father, mother, wife, and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and follow me cannot be my, cannot be my disciple. And of course we put it in the carrying the cross <laughs> of suffering, mm -hmm. like this cross of suffering and suffering means that, right. you know, I don't even know what we think suffering means. Like suffering means people make fun of you because you're a Christian. <clears throat> okay. Um, like last I heard, we're not like being set on fire or anything like that. But yes, this, this, um, this learning to pick up your cross has to do with our resistance to follow Jesus mm -hmm. and following Jesus simply means that we have to unlearn some of the things that we've learned. Mm -hmm. Like following Jesus is about, you know, being transformed by our renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. What about picking up your cross and some of those toxic thoughts that you got that you can't give quit this. You're not able to give up that you've been thinking this way forever. And it's just the way you are. How about we don't do that? Like, how about we don't do that? And I realize that I'm strong on this, but I believe that if we're not ready for what God is going to do, that 
we're going to hand over what God is going to do and it's going to be hijacked by toxic thinking and people that deny the power of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of already being, which we, we want to yeah. take back, don't we? Yeah. There's a new movie coming out called the, It's All About the Jesus Movement. Mm. Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck Smith. Can't remember who's playing Lonnie Frisbee and all that, but there is just a sense that God's going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we need to make sure we're carrying the right cross. But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I um yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 actually starting tomorrow. I'm starting to get coached <laughs> mm -hmm. because there's things yeah. I don't know. Imagine me. <laughs> I'm actually going to get help. <laughs> I'm going to get help. Ian's getting help tomorrow. <clears throat> so praying, 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 praying. And, and honestly, it's to break off all that. It's to pick up yeah. my cross. I am picking up my yeah. cross tomorrow. Um, and then good. again, the following week, when I go back to the gym. But anyway, tomorrow I'm picking up my cross just to say, <laughs> hey, there's there's stuff. I need to not have this. I need yeah. to not have some of these thinking, mm -hmm. some of this beliefs, some of these restrictions mm -hmm. on actually moving forward. I yeah. want to. I want to. I want to do what I've been called to do. I want to do what I've been called Come to on. do. Come on. I had this dream this week and um, leaders are learners. Absolutely. I had this dream this week and I woke up and uh, there's another prophet in the dream. So I always pay attention when there's prophets in my dreams and that I woke up with this thing on my heart was the Lord is releasing assignments for people to pick up uh, the whole thing on dreams. Now, I know I, I, dreams is an area I love anyway and have been, <laughs> have been I've, I've recently picked that up this year again and take, start taking it seriously again um, as something that I'm passionate about. I love doing that. Um, and so, but I, it was God is releasing assignments <coughs> around dreams, but people aren't picking them up. And, um, and I do, I do think, I think, so this is what's happening with me personally, as a prophet, I can say, I am wrestling with God at the minute. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, normally the prophets, their, their life is the message, right? So what's happening with the prophets is usually what's happening in the body as well. Like there's a, it, it's a message of some sort. Um, it's personally a message for me, but it's a wrestling I feel that's going on. And I think it is what Ian says, you know, it is that sense of we, we have to show up in our lives. We have to show up um, fully. And, you know, it's like every, every Monday, every Monday we're, well, maybe I can't throw you under the bus, but every Monday I'm like, okay, this Monday I'm going to walk. I'm going to go for, start my walking. I'm going to get everything in the line. And it, that's called self-deception. <laughs> that's called. No more forever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, the chocolate stops, you know, maybe one piece of chocolate, not the whole box anymore. Um, you know, and I think we are brilliant at convincing ourselves and it's why we need other people. But there, for me, there's been a wrestling and it's been, I, I don't know whether it's been here, even being here or not. I think it, it's connected, I'm sure, to our assignment here. 
but it, it it's like it's driving me insane because I want to get off the bus. I want to not wrestle this thing down. I want to walk away. I don't mean walk away from God. You know what I'm saying. I, I want to walk away from something that's going to be hard. I'm going to be stretched. I'm going to have to learn more stuff. I, I <laughs> Mary's on the bus with me. Mary, we can't get off this bus. And, and so I think for many of us, there is a wrestling and we can put it down to many different things. We can put it down to our circumstance. We can put it down to what's going on in the world. We can put it down to our church not being the right church. Have we stopped blaming Obama? <laughs> we can put it down to Trump. Maybe, it's it's Trump's a, fault. It's Trump or Obama. It's Biden's Obama. fault. It's Obama's fault. Yeah. I think I could get a bus packed. I could actually get a, a bus pretty packed from you guys and we could all go on a nice train you know a nice bus ride with a glass of wine and um but i non-alcoholic non-alcoholic <laughs> but it is this wrestling and i know who will win like i know who will win um but i'm still resisting and if i'm being totally honest i'm resisting and it's it's really something uh, i've been resisting for a while and god's you know, God won't let it go. And I love what Chris, Chris Valentin did a sermon on, give me your ashes. You know, he's like, I was thinking of retiring. <coughs> and then he says this thing, you know, it's funny that we think we have a completely free will. Like you think you can do that um, was his comment at the thing. Like you think you can just walk away. We, we know we can't. We know there's a call on our lives. We know there's mandates on our lives. We know these things, but it, we're just a little bit tired. We are tired and our capacity doesn't feel as big as it used to. Our energy doesn't feel because we, we've, we've come through the wars like we have. And um, I'm not denying that in any sense, but we can't get off the bus. <laughs> we can't. We can't do it. We... <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's here's this for me. No, no. Sorry. One more thing I'll say. It, it's and this is this is where I am. So I can say this personally. You know, Proverbs twenty three and seven says, "As a man thinks, or a woman thinks, so they are." And um, <clears throat> it it is. Uh, it's what you think about a thing is more important, as Steve Backen says, than the thing itself. So it's how you see it, how you view it, and what you think and what you believe about it. And, and if we lose hope, if we lose our hope in the fact that we can actually accomplish the thing that burns in us, the thing that is so buried deep under those ashes that we'll have to clear them away a little bit, if we lose our hope in that, um, and that's what we believe, then we will get off the bus and um, and we'll just put our feet up and we'll say, this was too hard and I'm just going to retire. But I'm, I'm, I am asking you because I'm asking me to not do that, to hold on to hope because hope is the thing that anchors our faith. Hope is the thing that faith is anchored and entwined with. They are like that. So if we lose our hope, we lose our faith. And without faith, we can't please him. 
and we can't actually move anything in our lives. So I, I just want to encourage you in the wrestling, as we're all in the wrestling right now, um, to not give up, to see this thing through, because you're not alone. You're not doing this alone, I promise. What were you going to say? No, I, I think it's, you know, 10 years ago today, my mom went to be with Jesus. Three days before she went to be with Jesus, she called me. And she called me and asked me a, just a really simple question. She said, son, are, are you happy? And I, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you answer that question? I, you know, she'd just been released from hospital. How, how do you answer that question? Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I am. And, and her next question was, are, are you doing what you want to do? Because, you know, was it 46 years and a week ago, my dad died, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't really know what a good father is. Um, apart from seeing what other people do and, and trying to be one myself, but, but I know what a good parent is and a good parent is like, mm -hmm. like, are you fulfilled? Are you really doing what you want to do? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't want, I, I don't want to play golf every day. Like I just don't. I, I don't want to yeah. sail around the world. I, I don't want to do that. If I'm going to travel, it has to be for purpose. It mm -hmm. has to be for a purpose. Um, I'm not a porpoise. That's, that's <laughs> a different thing. A porpoise is a different thing. Than a purpose. <laughs> um, but but it, it is the sobering reality yes. of the sacrifices you have made, mm -hmm. each one of us have made mm -hmm. sacrifices to mm -hmm. keep Jesus the front and center of our lives. Mm -hmm. And through circumstances that we had no control over, through decisions that other people made that we've had no control over, mm -hmm. um, that even parents made, you know, I think of our kids and we make a decision that affects our kids um, of not knowing cousins or grandparents or anything like that, you know. And those decisions that they could, that they didn't make, but that we made mm -hmm. and has affected them. And we've all been subject to those. Mm -hmm. And there, there has to be, I can actually, I can walk away from it and just say, well, mm -hmm. I'm going fishing. This is very confusing. I don't know what's happening. And I don't, I feel I'm disqualified. I feel I haven't done mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing or, it didn't work out how I thought it was, and I'm ashamed that I denied Jesus and all that, so I'm going to go fishing. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that, Jesus meets us. Ooh. There's glory on that. Feel right. It's, it's in the middle of running away, even, that, that Jesus brings us into that alignment mm -hmm. of, do you love me? Because this isn't about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And the sign that Peter was really restored in that moment was that he put his foot in his mouth again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the sign that he actually was, you that's know, that, 
So he put his foot in his mouth again and <clears throat> said, well, what, do you, what about John? What are you going to do with John? And Jesus was like, oh, my goodness, Peter. Like, Peter, we're having a moment. Peter, we're having a moment here and you're worried about John. You know. Um, Peter, you're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome, welcome back. You know? and, and even within that, it is the knowledge that God has called you to do something yes. knowing that you're who you are. Yes, I love that. Like he actually took all that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And and it is this, you know, like I'm very passionate about not waiting on God, about getting on with it, and that you have agency in your own mm-hmm. life and all that and, and until you hear Chris talk about give me your ashes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wimber's point years ago, probably 30 years ago, was I'm just a coin in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Right. Like I'm just a coin in his pocket and he can spend me whatever way he wants. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that looks like carrying a cross and dying to your own thoughts and dying to all those things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's so good. I, I think for all of us, there are assignments on our lives. It may not be traveling the world. It may be, um, you know, we. I think we all have a a pull to something, and a like things that are on our lives that we've wanted to do that we've been stalled in, even because it could be for a number of reasons. Uh, could be just because of how we're thinking about it and how we're resisting it. You know, as we said earlier. Um, but we all have assignments that heaven has given us. And if heaven has, if the Lord has given us those assignments, and I'm actually talking to myself here because, because it's been, yes, anyway. Because uh, <laughs> you're the message. I'm the message. <laughs> and I have been like, oh, oh, I can't even tell you how much I'm resisting things stirring in me. I just... Um, so anyway, um, but, but they're on us and we have help and heavenly help to actually help us do that. We won't be doing those on our own. And, um, and I think the words of Jesus are, do you love me? Like that's at the core, uh, is loving him well, because if loving him, loving ourselves well, and loving others, you know, and not holding back. No. So that this just to close. Just to close. Because we could probably. I know we we're in, we're having a we're enjoying yourself. We're ministering to ourselves. <laughs> you're ministering. To we me, could just because. like be sitting here and talking to ourselves. Okay. Which is the, you're you're in I'm one of our conversations. I'm right preaching now. to myself. So here here's here's <laughs> what I think. I think. The bus is moving. <laughs> I think. <sighs> <laughs> this this is what I this is what I believe. The sons of Issachar, right? Sons of Issachar doing a thing in the new year. You'll probably hear about it in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Sons of Issachar. Issachar actually means recompense. It means compensation, getting compensation. Understanding the season you're in mm. will result will result in recompense. It will result will result in uh, in being compensated. Yeah, come on. Um, but understanding the season, and I think that largely we're in a season 
of God holding us to the oaths we've made that we've made. There's a, mm-hmm. a scene, ah, Lord of the Rings. There's lots of scenes, you know, that that were 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 men and even the dead, even the army of the dead, were held accountable to the oaths they, mm-hmm. they took. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the oaths you took are. Or, you know, you know those ones where you're like, yes, Jesus, I'll give you everything. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is saying, okay, I want <laughs> you to do this. And you're like, no, but I don't feel qualified. Yeah. That's fascinating. You told me you give me everything, including your feelings of being qualified. So give them that as well. And I, I do think we're in a season where God is actually yeah. pulling in the chits. He's actually oh, calling the chits, the IOUs. Oh, okay. He's calling in the IOUs. He's calling in those covenants that we've made, those oh, oaths that we've made and said, okay. All the altar calls. All the altar calls. All the all for for Jesus. Jesus. All for Jesus. All for Jesus except my own feelings. (laughs) All for Jesus except my own sense of inadequacy and self-worth. I'll give you all of that except for these things because that's hard. Uh, That's hard because except my fear of man. All for (laughs) Jesus except my fear of man. I'm going to keep that one. Yeah. I, I just think we're on that. And I do think if you feel like it's a merry-go-round, there's probably some toxic thinking, limiting beliefs that's keeping mm-hmm. you stuck in a merry-go-round. It's certainly not Jesus. Yeah, We're good. moving, we're advancing, and the kingdom is forcefully advancing. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what we're doing.